This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3516 for Monday the 24th of January 2022. Today's show is entitled, Rant About Rx and is part of the series, Health and Healthcare. It is hosted by Operator, and is about 22 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, this is a rant mostly about prescriptions and healthcare. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio with your host Operator. Today is going to be more of a rant slash um, thing about prescriptions and healthcare or whatever. My experience, I'm on, you know, prescriptions, a couple of prescriptions, one of them is a controlled substance, and I'm just going to voice my extreme distaste for the whole process and people involved and what they can and can't do. And it's kind of a call to if anyone can help me understand the process or help me get through this or help me do it better. I have ADHD and I'm trying to fill my prescriptions. I have the grad of my doctor. They'll only give me one, two, maybe three slips if I'm lucky. And then of course, you know, I won't fill them. And then I go to fill them and I'm late and you know, I haven't filled it all out and it's been less than 30 days and they say they can't fill the prescription and I go to a store and one store wants to charge me, you know, originally I was paying $170 or something ridiculous, $120 for, uh, through my insurance. And, you know, even the other insurance plans will do things like, oh, well, you have to use Walgreens or you have to use CVS or, They'll say, okay, well, we'll let you fill two prescriptions at CVS, but if it's not a controlled substance or whatever the other thing is, we're going to make you do the mail-in bullshit. And, you know, I don't have a problem with any of the whole... I don't have a problem with any of the hoops and the loops and whatever, but when I change jobs every five years, or what's even worse is that I'm working somewhere and they change their insurance and I'm forced to change and get a new insurance card and get a new insurance number... And these guys, you know, you know, I'm from the health insurance side. They keep the same numbers and you go there and you get blood work or whatever it is. And they keep the same numbers and they ship that over. And then you get these nasty grams and emails or whatever it is. You get, you get a bill in the mail that says you owe, you know, $778 because, you know, they're using an old code or they got your name wrong or they fat finger something. And guess what? It's a computer talking to a computer that talks to a computer that talks to another computer. And they all, nothing, nobody actually does anything. Nobody actually checks their work. Nobody takes responsibility for checking these things or whatever. They just kind of ship, throw shit over the fence and wait for it to, to, to stick. And, you know, I, I had the tendency and I started this 15, 20 years ago when I get a bill, bill for healthcare in the mail. I will ignore it. And if I get another one, I will ignore that one. And after the third one, I may or may not, depending on how much money it is and depending on how how BS I think the bill is, I may or may not ignore that one. But usually after about the fourth one or the third one, I'm calling someone and saying, hey, you know, this is bullshit. I'm not paying for this. I have insurance, whatever. Do whatever you got to do to figure it out. Oh, well, you know, your insurance company said this. And of course you call the insurance company and the insurance company says, oh, well, you got to call the, the, you know, the provider and they messed up a six and put a four instead of a six and they have to call us. Well, what I like to do is, which is working less and less 
as things are all automated and nobody wants to talk to you, what I would do is I would say, okay, hold on just one moment. I'm going to bridge in the other side of the, the, the equation and y'all, I will put you on mute, record the conversation because Georgia is a single party consent state and whether or not the other side's uh, on single party or not, uh, I observe that. And if I hear that, you know, that they're, you know, call me recorded, whatever, if they don't state that they're a single party, then I just assume that they're, that, or they're not a single party, that I just assume they're a single party. If they haven't stated that in their, in their messages, then I'll say, you know, if you're comfortable, you know, I'm recording this program, this, this conversation and I will, I will have them conference in with each other and figure out whatever they need to figure out. And just be belligerent about it and just say, I'm not paying this. I can't pay this. I don't have the money. And they will eventually, you know, whittle it down to a reasonable number. If you just pay the bill, they will, they will hit you over the head. You can, you can pay $300 for a $50 bill or a $20 bill, or even you're not even supposed to pay anything. They are, you know, we all know the healthcare system is messed up, but here's some techniques that you can do. To, to help get around that as far as the healthcare and getting bills and people screwing stuff up and whatever. And you got these HSA accounts and I can't ever remember to bring the card and I can't remember the pin and I have to look it up and then they want my signature and then they want me to scan the card and then they want me to verify from information. And then I do all this stuff and they're like, Oh, we can't fill your prescription because you can't fill it till tomorrow. Okay. That that's fine. I get it. It's a controlled substance whatever, but it's a day. And I've never had any history of abusing the system. I've been whatever. I don't have, uh, you know, a criminal history in my background. My identity has not been stolen. And if, if from that standpoint, if you were to put a chip in me and say that that was a secure way to identify myself, or even if it wasn't, I wouldn't even give a shit. Like the, the, I would say if you could do like a single identity that I could just walk around with like a minority report and get my prescriptions and not have to jump through hoops and go to three different places and get it filled and pay too much money for that and go over here and, you know, do this crap, then I would do it. I would, I would give away every piece of personal information that I have. If I could just go to the store or have somebody, okay, I get it. You can't put controlled substance in the mail. Sure. I'll go to the store and pick it up. Fine. But from that standpoint, I should just be able to go to the store and pick up my prescription 30 days early, a, a month early, two months early, a week early, whatever. Because, you know, if you have a problem with remembering things and the doctor only gives you the prescription of exactly amount of pills you need, guess what? If there's any delay in that process, you're going to three different places to try to fill a prescription and you're waiting in line and then they tell you, oh, we don't have that. Or, oh, you know, it's going to be double what you pay. And I, I played $170, $150 once. And then I went back and I was like, something's wrong. This is not, it can't be right. And I eventually figured out a way to whatever. And then I eventually found good RX and I started paying what Kroger and uh, uh, Costco had the same drug through good RX, which is basically fucking coupons from 1990. I mean, even before 90, whenever they started coupons, it's basically a bunch of coupon codes that, you know, give you discounts on medication. And I don't know where this money comes from or who eats the cost with it. I don't know if it's the, the pharmacies or, you know, the drug end of it or whatever, but you know, being, having to pay even with insurance, $120 for generic, uh, generic drug. And then being able to look it up on good RX and pay like, it was like $14 or $63 or something like that. That's just ridiculous. That's insane. Like that, that that's insane. So I didn't know about good RX 
Somebody told me about it several years ago, and that's what I've been using, and I would suggest that. And I know I'm still ranting, and I'm trying to not trying to provide value here, but um, GoodRx is a good place to start. You know, um, what I can say as far as filling prescriptions is, you know, if you can wait, wait. Wait for the prescription, because what happens with me is I'll get there, and they'll be like, oh, well, it's, you know, you can't fill this out till tomorrow. They're in a big rush. There's 15,000 people trying to get vaccination. It, this is January 7th or whatever, or January 3rd or 4th. I don't even know what day it is because I have ADHD and I've been driving around all effing day trying to fill my prescription for the pills that will help me remember what day it is. So I don't know what day it is. I think it's the 4th. But anyways, you know, everybody's running around trying to get COVID tests. So all the pharmacies, pharmacists are running around in circles, half doing their jobs, which is, that's, that's what happens. That's what has to happen. Sure. Whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, I woke up this morning. I went to go fill my prescription. Was it yesterday? Actually yesterday I went to fill a prescription at Kroger. I, they said, uh, no, this was last, this is earlier this week. So come Monday I said, Oh, I got to fill my prescription. I'm going to get my prescription, make sure I get them. I have several in the queue. I have two extra of the controlled substances just because I can't ever, you know, drive to the doctor, get the, call the doctor, remember to call the doctor, remember to go pick up the prescription, remember to drive to the right place to fill the prescription, and then remember to drive back to the right place when the prescription is filled, and then nothing evil or bad or whatever happens in between, that's fine. Usually I don't have a problem with the doctor, but guess what? My doctor's closed on Wednesdays and Saturdays and Sundays, and they're closed from 1 p.m. to what, 12 to 1.30 p.m. or whatever. And I swear to God, every time I call my doctor, their answering machine goes off or it's Wednesday or it's, you know, after a certain amount of time or after six or whatever. And I, and I swear every time I go to call, it's like lunchtime and they're closed. And then I'm like, oh, I don't need to remember to call them again. And I don't because they're, they're I forget. So, you know, I try to set alarms, I try to set timers and I move things around. I tried to fill my prescription last week at Kroger for like, uh, for the Adderall and I, and and the gabapentin, I think I did those both like Monday. Well, she says, Oh, you know, we can't do this. We can't give your Adderall till Friday. Well, I don't actually need it. I have, you know, a probably 30 in the queue, but you know, sometimes I go months without remembering to do fill my prescription and it's not a routine because it's random. Um, so anyways, I, I had enough in there and said, yeah, I can wait till Friday, whatever. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? You know, that's, that's not enough time. I need to go pick it up. You know, I'm going to go pick up the gabapentin anyways. I'm going to be in there for that. Let me, you know, just pull this prescription. Um, and whatever, actually, no, I was doing the Adderall and then I went to go back to Kroger to fill the gabapentin. And I said, while I'm filling the gabapentin, I'll pull the Adderall and fill it across the street at the Walgreens. Well, come to find out the Walgreens charged double. And not only did they take me a prescription, when I went down there and stood in line for three minutes or more, uh, finally, when they reached me, they said, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. oh, okay, well, we can't fill this until tomorrow. Well, that's great. I'm glad I drove all the way to here, you know, to try to fill this prescription for you to say you can't fill it. And I spent an entire day expecting that you're going to have my prescription ready and you don't. Now, whose fault that is? I don't really care. That's not my problem, but that needs to be fixed. And the whole controlled substance and thing needs to be fixed. I should be able to go to the store and get my prescription. 
and I shouldn't have to drive to three different places to try to fill my prescription in a day. I shouldn't have to wait for my prescription. I should be able to just go to the store and pick it up. I shouldn't have to physically drop it off. It should be digitally signed and sent from my doctor to Kroger in a secure manner. I could drop it. I could lose it. I could make a photocopy of it. And maybe I do. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll get a printer that does nothing but photocopies prescriptions so that I can just copy my prescriptions and write whatever prescriptions I want so that I can actually don't have to drive all the way to the doctor. So that, I mean, I honestly feel like making my own meth at this point, you know, so I don't have to go to the doctor and I don't have to go through this red tape of filling out and getting crap and, and then being disappointed every time I talk to a pharmacist. Anyways, good RX, um, call before if you can, you know, call before, see if they have it in stock and, and, you know, they're not going to talk to you unless, you know, you have insurance or if you fill the prescription without the actual prescription, they're not going to tell you anything. They can't tell you anything. And these pharmacists bless their hearts. You know, most of them are women. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to make any comments about that or sexist comments or anything, but most of them women bless their hearts. I bought flowers for the, the, the Kroger that I'm at now. But I, I kind of lost my temper at the Walgreens because, you know, it was just like, oh, we can't fill this till tomorrow. It's like, well, that's great. I wish someone would have told me that before I, you know, spent the entire day thinking I was going to get my prescription filled. So here it is. You know, I go to Kroger. I get the Adderall. I fill the Adderall. They say I can't get it till Friday. I say, well, I need gabapentin. So I go to Kroger uh, to do the gabapentin, I pull the Adderall prescription, take it across the street, fill it there. Oh crap! It's twice as much. It's fifty-two dollars instead of twelve dollars at at uh, or whatever it is at at Walgreens. So, and then not on top of that, they tell me that it's not even ready. I was willing to pay the extra money for for the the gabapentin or whatever it was at Walgreens, Adderall at Walgreens, because I was just going to be done with it and have to pay an extra twenty-five dollars just for convenience. But she says you can't fill it till red. So I pull that. So now I'm sitting here going to Kroger twice. I've gone to Kroger twice. I haven't gone to the doctor to pick up my new prescription, which is going to be for next month. And I went across the street to Walgreens twice now to fill it. So I've gone here now to the pharmacy four times today, and I have one prescription. Um, and, and, and within this week, I've gone to the pharmacy five times, and I have one prescription to show for it. Now, this is all my fault. I get it, whatever. But for somebody that has issues remembering things and 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 being task oriented, I need help. I need something. I need maybe there's some kind of you know thing I can fill out that will make me opt in, optable, or opt whatever, a digital thing that could send over. I don't know. Maybe there's something you guys know about that I can use or utilize to to make this process easier. Questions I can ask. Now I know, for example. This gabapentin ends if the prescription ends in like a forty-nine or a nine. It's a, it's not a controlled substance, but it's one that they're kind of meh about. So, for example, gabapentin ends in a, a forty-nine, and that means that whatever that code is, I don't even know if there's a thing online, but I was told by the pharmacist, and I probably should look this up, that if it like ends in a nine or a forty-nine, whatever, that it's not a controlled substance, but it's, it's, they won't give you like three months worth of, of whatever for it. Um, so that's one thing to remember. Now the Adderall, which I obviously don't have because it didn't get filled. Um, 
it has a different number on it. It's like an eight or something. And if it ends in that, then you know that it's in control substance and you have to have, you know, all the bells and whistles and you got to have the, the piece of paper with the anti whatever. I mean, it's like a, it's like, it's like, it's like going to the store with a $50,000 bond, uh, to, to fill a prescription. Like I feel like when I'm getting my Adderall, I feel like I'm cashing a $50,000 check. That's how insane this process is. And, you know, I can, I can, I can sit on a network and sniff traffic and grab somebody's bank credentials at a, at a Starbucks in about eight minutes, uh, and, 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 you know, transfer money to myself and, you know, move to Botswana in eight minutes. And I don't need anything but a computer, but yet if I want to fill my prescription with no history of any bad things, no, no history of identity theft, no, you know, anomalies in prescription, whatever, I have to go one through 16 loops and circles and whatever. And, and, you know, it's just, I'm ranting about that. The other thing is it, um, what else, what else am I saying? Uh, the other piece of information I'll say is if you can go without having your medication that you need for like a week, uh, or the longer you can go without having it, if it's a controlled substance, the better. So if you can go a week, two weeks, that you're, you, you ideally want to have at least two weeks of whatever prescription you need to take uh, to, to, to have a buffer room. Because sometimes, you know, I, I like I said, I forget. I don't remember. I'll fill a prescription and then I'll, you know, forget that it's there or whatever. Uh, and I feel like, you know, I need at least two weeks, if not more. And sometimes even then I'll be like, Ooh, I got, you know, I got four pills left. I need to make sure. And of course I forget and I forget and I forget. And then I don't go to the thing and then I do this and this happens and whatever. And I change insurance and it's just like, but the prescription thing, I'm just using good RX. I, I don't have anything to do with prescriptions with my, with my health insurance now. But you know, when you're working with an employer and you're, you change jobs every five years or your employer changes their, you know, healthcare system every five years. It seemed like here recently I've had, you know, uh, three different IT jobs within the past 10 years. And one, if not two of them, both have changed their insurance slightly. So when you, this year for, 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 uh, for example, when I changed, when they changed stuff on our back end, our choices were from, you know, we had four choices of healthcare, uh, different, uh, premiums to like two or three or something stupid. It was like, it was, it was the choices and the amount of flexibility we had with our plan was, you know, demonstrably reduced. And it's pretty much the worst healthcare that I think I've had since, since, you know, the past 20 years at, at, at my employers, um, you know, and, and, and I didn't do the research. My wife did. And she says, you know, these plans suck. Like you're paying a crap ton for insurance. You weren't paying that much at, you know, some of the other previous employers, this is kind of BS. And, you know, she's been getting stuff done. We're getting older. We're having other things that we have to do and pay for. And this health insurance thing is starting to be annoying. And when our kids, kids get older, I I hope to God that there's something that, you know, whatever socialized medicine, whatever we got to call it, well, however we figure this out, we need to just figure it out and, and, and get it get it sorted out. Cause like, this is, this is just insane. Like I don't, this is not a viable way to run healthcare. Anyways, be as polite as you can to your pharmacist. It's not their fault. It's 
you know, it's they're only doing what they can. They're doing their jobs. It's the healthcare and the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies that are making your life a living hell. And people, the point zero 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 one percent that take advantage of, you know, filling prescriptions and controlled substances, whatever. You, as the customer, have to go through all these loops and all this red tape because, you know, of the some crackhead at some point at some time did something he wasn't supposed to do and somebody died. That's not my problem. If I don't have a history of, you know, having any kind of, you know, issues or controlled substances use or whatever, and, and, it, and it parallels to everything else. That's my biggest beef with everything red tape today is that I have no history of doing anything wrong. So unless my identity is stolen, you should just give me what I need to have. I shouldn't have to, once you've authenticated me and you've identified me as the person, as who I say I am, you just need to give me the service that you would give a normal person and not make them dump through 15 hoops and provide 15 different things and provide this information and provide that information. And, you know, it's, it's, it makes, it doesn't make sense to make your customers run through all these hoops, despite healthcare, but just in retail and whatever in general, through a process to run through all these hoops to get what you pay for. Because, you know, the 2.0001% of people abuse the system, everyone has to get punished. And it's just like, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And then when you finally do get the thing that you ever so hopefully think that you got the right thing, but you do get the thing that you went through all these hoops to get, well, guess what? It turns out it's the wrong thing. And not only is it the wrong thing, you know, you might've paid too much for it or, you know, it's, 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 you know, it, it's expired or whatever it is. Like there's so many things that just need to be fixed in that regard. And I mean, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just ranting and and I hope maybe this helps somebody or helps understand, uh, that puts them on a level playing field. So we're all suffering with this together. If it's just me, then it's just me. But I feel like everybody's suffering through the same madness. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR is kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.